worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Trusted, live and local. Your community, all morning long, here on 1480 WHBC. There's a story right now that is captivating the nation. It's stopping people in their tracks. People are talking about it all over. They're doing research. They're listening to it on the radio, watching it on TV. And it's the search for 22-year-old Gabby Petito. She went on a cross-country trip with her fiancé over the summer, and he has returned without her. Where is she? And what's what happened? To help us learn more, we have Fox News radio reporter Jonathan Siri with us. Jonathan, how are you? Hi, Jordan. Doing well. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. What do we know about Gabby and this case? It seems it seems very odd. It just came out now that her fiance Brian Laundry, I believe, is his name. He's yep. withholding. Yep information, critical info, and those around him are doing the same. Why would he do that? Yeah, well, his attorney, uh, the attorney representing not only him, but his his parents came out with a statement explaining that he has advised his clients not to talk to police because in these types of missing person cases, the romantic partner is often the first person who is suspected. And whatever you say can and will be used against you holds true, the attorney argues. And so he has advised them not to say anything. But then you have the family of Gabby Petito, who believe that the parents, and certainly Brian, may hold some clues as to where her whereabouts. They are holding on to the hope that she is still alive, but perhaps lost or in trouble. And so based on that premise, they can't understand how the man who was engaged to their daughter could withhold information if she's still alive and there's an active search going on. And so they are, are furious. And, and uh, every, almost every time they do interviews with the media, really trying to keep the pressure on Brian to talk and also speaking parent to parent to Brian's parents and, and trying to essentially guilt them into coming forward with information and to break their silence. The only member of the Laundry family who has spoken uh, publicly is, the, is, is Brian's sister. She appeared on Good Morning America uh, this, this morning, did a, a brief interview with ABC News uh, late yesterday, and she said that she, she and her family obviously want Gabby to be found safe, uh, she described her as like a sister to her, said that her children love her, and that she's just hoping that she'll come home safe and sound and that all this will just turn out to be some big misunderstanding. Uh, but the family, Gabby's family, 
really wants to hear from Brian. The sister is not, doesn't know intimate details about the case. In fact, she told Good Morning America that she hasn't spoken with her brother since he returned very quietly, uh, according to police, on, on September 1st with the van that the couple had been traveling in, but remaining silent on advice of his attorney. A lot of the reason that he was named as a person of interest, does that have to do with Obviously, the fiancé being the person who she was on this trip with, that is obviously a, a huge red flag. But there were passerbys who saw them arguing, right, and called the police. And there's body cam footage of the two of them and Gabby speaking with police about this argument they had. That's right. On August 12th, this happened in Moab, Utah, uh, the argument was apparently so heated that uh, a man who witnessed it called 911. Uh, the police pulled them over uh, because the, the van was, uh, the police said that the van was driving erratically and jumped a curb. And when they interviewed them, uh, Gabby had admitted that the van had, had veered when she had struck Brian, essentially punched him in the arm to get his attention when she saw the blue lights behind them. Um, earlier she admitted to, to slapping him. They were having an argument um, that both, uh, uh, both of them told authorities that they were in love, they were planning on getting married, but they had spent so much time together on the trip that it was aggravating um, tensions between them. They were having more arguments, and Gabby said that she had some problems with, with OCD. And uh, when they argue, uh, Brian would apparently try to keep some distance. And uh, this witness observed her not wanting him to to lock her out of of the van and and essentially trying to slap her way back into the van. And that's what what it was all about. The police officers determined that this was not a case of of domestic violence, that Gabby, who's much smaller than her fiancé, didn't pose a, a threat to him. They didn't want to press charges. The police didn't want to press charges. But they required the two of them to separate for the evening just to give them some time to cool off. Now, the strange thing is that six days after that happened in Moab, just outside of the city of Moab, near a campsite, a newlywed couple were found dead. They had been shot. And sheriff's investigators in Grand County, the county surrounding Moab, uh, say that they can't rule anything out and that they are actively looking into whether there's any connection between the Gabby Petito missing person case and the double homicide that they're investigating there in Grand County. There was no initial evidence that uh, definitively linked the two cases, but this early on in the investigation, they say they can't rule anything out. Wow, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces to this story. Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on, explaining what's going on and helping us better understand it because that I think that's a vital thing. How long were they together? How long were Gabby and Brian together before this trip, before they got engaged? Is that information that you're privy to? Yeah, yeah family members say that they had been together for about two and a half years, and other than just typical lovers' quarrels, that there, there were no serious problems that the family members uh, knew about. And this was both sides of, of the family. In other words, Gabby's uh, parents and relatives, and then the one family member, the sister, um, the, the laundry family side, uh, saying this. And also police say that, um, that uh, Brian
Brian Laundrie had no criminal records. So there were no real red flags leading up to this. This case just remains a mystery. Uh, but the one thing everything is trying, everyone's trying to get out is the consolidated tip line. It's 1-800-CALL-FBI. And just asking anyone who may have seen their, their white Ford van uh, anywhere out west, they're trying to piece together a timeline of gas stations, restaurants, campsites, where they may have been so that they know additional areas that they should begin searching. Wow. Wow. They, there's a lot to this. Hopefully there's a good outcome. Hopefully it is a big misunderstanding. I understand this is tragic, especially for Gabby's family and all of those close to her. Thank you so much, Jonathan. My pleasure. Take care. I couldn't imagine. You know, I have a 21-year-old sister. You probably have a 22-year-old daughter grandchild. I could not Man, I couldn't imagine. Hopefully, everything is well and they find her and it is just a misunderstanding. But as of right now, I'm looking at this body cam video right now and it is not, yeah, it's not fun. It's not at all.